My name is Haley Winter. You're listening to How's the Pressure, a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes in the world of massage. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of How's the Pressure? I am your host, Haley Winter, and today I have a fun little interview with some good friends, Maggie and Tam. So for the first time, I'll be interviewing two people at once. And it's fitting because their story is one of cooperation, collaboration, and partnership. Now, we as massage therapists often find ourselves working alongside others in a spa or a clinic setting, and that inevitable idea pops up, hey, why don't we team up and take this show on the road? You know, try it our own way. It can often seem easier to tackle a big endeavor like starting a business when you have a business partner to share responsibility. However, that benefit comes with compromise and complexity that can sink even the most well-intentioned of startups. So Maggie and Tam have a great business relationship, and I wanted to dissect it and see what lessons can be gleaned from their story. And if you have ever thought of going into business with your friend or colleague, this is a must-listen episode. The other half of this conversation is about what they're actually doing, and how we, as massage therapists, can learn from it. So Maggie and Tam have started a foam rolling and bar method studio. Maggie has the background as a body worker and an expert foam roller, and Tam comes from the ballet and bar method world. Well, now they're trying to do something unique by combining their talents. And I was interested in how people might benefit from their work, in particular the foam rolling. I've always thought that there are a few limited ways to use a foam roller, like on your IT bands or your back. And that definitely got corrected in this interview. I walked away feeling confident that people come out of there not only with a good workout, but they also learn how to treat themselves to intelligent self-care. That's no small thing. Okay, enough of me chatting away. I give you my conversation with Maggie and Tam. Welcome, Maggie and Tam. Thank you. I'm happy to have you here. I've been really excited to have this conversation with you guys because I feel like self-care is such an important piece of of body work, but also like being human, right? We have to take care of ourselves to feel good in our body. And uh, what better way than to get on the ground and roll around? <laughs> That's what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me the story of how you two got inspired to do this. Maggie and I met 10 years ago when we were both beginning our journey in bar classes. And I always admired Maggie's teaching style and also just the way she moved in class as a former dancer. And I connected with that immediately. And then we went separate ways and then joined again at another studio. And we really started to develop our own voice and our different teaching style and develop, again, a mutual collegial respect with one another. And we noticed that what we were seeing in terms of bar was that people were getting really toned. Um, and looking very attractive from a perspective of what's on the magazines, but that there was a lot of pain associated, a lot of muscle tension, um, low back pain, et cetera. And then I was also starting to really feel that. And I took a break from bar for a while and went into yoga 
Maggie continued her massage therapy practice and they thought, okay, how can we bring these things together? How can we get the benefits of bar, the feeling of being strong and empowered and give people the same restoration that you would get from a massage, but do it with movement. And that's when Maggie's foam rolling philosophy and innovative approach really brought all of these things together. And so is this the first studio of its kind? Yeah, Remedy is the first studio of its kind. There are no other studios that we know of that combine bar and foam rolling together. But there are individual bar studios and there are individual foam rolling studios. Yeah, foam rolling tends to be taught in like a yoga capacity and at yoga studios. And then bar, there's boutique bar and bar is becoming a thing in fitness, right? So we see it at 24-hour fitness, etc. But what we've really, again, we combine these two things to give you the best of both worlds. So you get the strength and the um, satisfaction of the bar burn Mm. with um, full range of motion and increased mobility and ease from foam rolling and self-massage. And we don't just do foam rolling like, okay, let's roll out your quads and okay, let's roll out your glutes. It's a flow that sends you from one place to another really seamlessly and makes you feel almost like a moving meditation on the roller. So not only are you getting a lot of the benefits in the actual muscle tissues, but you're also getting like a, a mindfulness practice in your rolling. Hmm. What makes this studio different from other ones that have similarities like mm-hmm. bar method or foam rolling classes? Uh, I'm assuming that this flow you're talking about is one of the differences. Are there others? Yeah, the restorative component alone is the biggest difference to us. But also, we notice in other bar classes, there's, you know, the tiny range of motion is where you get that bar burn, sort of where the muscles are really fatigued and really working and really changing. And that's what people come back to bar for. But we love to move bigger. So we take our small range of motion bar exercises and create a much bigger body movement from them. And that just feels better to us. I think what we did is kind of took the way that we like to move and just sort of built a studio around it. Hmm. The other thing too is culturally. I think that when I've walked into other bar studios, there's a strong emphasis on a particular style of body and a particular result. Hmm. And I really want to emphasize that when you come into our studio, we, this is for every body Mm. and it is not about body size, but it is about feeling strong and feeling more mobile and feeling more easeful when you walk out that door. And so that you will never hear language about becoming smaller. Mm. And especially as um, a self-professed feminist, I want women to come in and feel bigger and more empowered Mm. and better able to face the world in in the face of a lot of adversity, to be quite honest. And I want that to be a driving force in our philosophy and how we even train our future instructors. Can you give me some uh, examples of the language difference? Well, we'll even talk about like when you make yourself bigger in class, you actually increase your testosterone, increasing your feeling of confidence and you lower your cortisol levels. So when you stand big, you're Mm. actually creating a different neural effect in your body. So when we move into those large ranges of motion, that's what we're doing. We're making ourselves bigger. Mm. We will also never use language that's like, oh, slim your waistline or get tighter or more toned. (laughs) No. Get stronger. Get more empowered. Mm. Um, Feel better. Feel better. 
Yeah. Interesting. So you're this idea of being vigorous, both in like personality, but also in range of motion, like Indeed. how you stand, how you present yourself to the world. They are yeah. so intertwined in each other. It's your power posing all class long, <laughs> you know, you're, yeah, you're increasing your testosterone, increasing your confidence just by opening yourself up to the world. If we see somebody in classes looking down, we'll go right up to them, open out their collarbones, lift their chin and say, be proud. What is the hardest thing that you guys have found about building the studio? Oh boy. So for me, the easy part was to want to build a studio to bring our values into. The hardest part was actually going through all these legal hurdles to get there. So we had to take out a small business loan and that was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. I think it was just like finding a location and proving to the the SBA, the small business association that we were going to succeed there and going, jumping through all the hoops that we had to do, like all the paperwork and all the um, business planning, all the projected financials and all these numbers that you really have to crunch and like be very one with and be very intimate with your business plan and present it to somebody and hope that they'll just give you a bunch of money. It was it was a lot to go through. Do you think it was helpful to go through that? Absolutely. I mean, we have looked at our business plan in just the most intimate way possible. We just, we know everything about our studio. We know everything about our numbers. We know everything about our business. We're really like working in the foundation. We didn't just have a bunch of money and spend it. We had to earn it in this way that really kind of, I think, connected us to what our projected outcome is that we want. So even though it was one of the hardest things about building it, it was also one of the most important things so about building it. this. So worth it. And what about you, Tam? What was the hardest thing for you about building the studio? The hardest thing for me, and one of the reasons I appreciate Maggie so much, is getting over my own self-doubt that we could do it. Um, and Maggie has a tremendous reserves of confidence, and you can feel that when you take her class. <laughs> and you can feel that when you're in her presence. Um, and it really helped to motivate me and to keep me pushing forward. So it's like both a thing that um, gave me a tremendous um, just wealth of respect for Mags, but also um, made me really know that uh, I can do anything now. But just a lot of self-doubt, like, can I actually do this? And then the comparison factor, you know, like looking at what other people are doing and knowing that, okay, yeah, other people, there's enough room for all of us <laughs> and that we can just, if we focus on what we want to bring to the table and what we want to build, then that will follow through and not to um, kind of get distracted by what's already there and what's, um, and know that you trust that you can do something new and fresh too. Mm. What's the best reason for a massage therapist to come take a foam rolling class? Oh, I can take that one. So th this is part of the reason why, you know, I wanted the foam rolling aspect in our bar class and why we think it's such a great idea is because, I mean, I was a massage, th I'm a massage therapist, as you know, for 10 years now. And when you're on a foam roller, the information that you get from working with your body in that way is incomparable to the information you would get on somebody else's table, receiving a massage from them, or even doing self-massage with your own hands or something like the foam roller just creates a space for you to learn about what, what's weak, what's strong, what's tight, what's loose, what's overstretched, what's shortened. And so I think for a massage therapist to come and take a foam roller class, 
gives them a different type of body awareness that they would get otherwise. And I think that's important for body workers so that we can just continue our practice to work with other people, knowing so much more about our own tissues, but also the reason why we have this foam rolling studio is so that we can have people come through and get regular maintenance at sort of a lower price point, something that's a little more frequent than they could maybe possibly manage with a body worker. So as a massage therapist, I would want my clients to do foam rolling constantly. You know, like it's too much work if you come in every two weeks or every month and like I have to work all this stuff out again. I want you to stay on top of it yourself. So I think that we could possibly hope to serve as a resource for other massage therapists. And to help support the work that they're already doing with their clients. Absolutely. It seems to me also that if you're a massage therapist and you refer someone to any activity, whether it's an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or a foam rolling class, you want to be able to understand what you're actually recommending, Mm. to have it in your body Mm -hmm. and to empathize, to be able to say, yeah, I know what it's like to have my IT band being stripped by a nice foam roller. (laughs) I've been there. And that means that your recommendation can go a little further. Yeah, it's valid. Yeah. So do you have classes that are both bar method and foam rolling, or are they totally separate? Like one's a bar and then one's a foam rolling class. We combine foam rolling at the end of our bar. Instead of doing a kind of traditional stretch or cool down, we do what we call a roll down. So we pick a couple of targeted rolls, usually associated with um, maybe a theme or a particular muscle group that we're focusing on throughout class. And we roll that muscle group out at the end of the bar class. And do people know what those body parts that you're going to be working on before class are? Or is it a surprise each time they come in? We like to keep it fresh. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a surprise to me because uh, I ask, we check in with everybody before class. And if everybody, if I see a fear trend that everyone's upper traps are just giving them grief, I will make sure I include a trap roll at the end of my bar. If I know somebody's having like some knee issues, I'll be like, okay, let's talk about, let's roll out, you know, the adductors and the IT band to make sure that they get some some relief in their knee issues. So just it can be even a surprise to me sometimes. Other times, you know, it's like, oh, I really want to focus on the lats and the serratus engagement in class. So I'm going to cue deliberately around those things with particular sequence in my bar class. And then that's what we're going to focus on in the roll down. So it's, if every class is different. To me, it's a sign of someone who knows what they're doing is when they can actually roll with the, the needs of the person that walks through the door. It's not just the sequence that they know how to instruct. It is actually malleable and customizable. Yeah. So what are some people's misconceptions about foam rolling? I think that the main thing I come across is that people are afraid of it because they think that it hurts and it can, but it doesn't have to. I think people feel like they need to pummel through their tissues in order to get release. And that's just not the way we do it. We have these really squishy rollers and they're like heaven on tight muscles because the main thing as massage therapists, you know, we know that to, you know, fight against, um, some tight musculature with really firm pressure is not going to give anybody any relief. So we encourage, and, and sometimes we'll solely give out our soft rollers in class so that people can have a nice experience on the foam roller rather than a really abrasive one. So you have foam rollers that are soft and foam rollers that are firmer. Mm -hmm. What are some other misconceptions people have? I think people think, oh, I just roll out once and I solve my problems. 
Well, with anything, whether it's um, going to get a massage or whether it's going to a yoga practice or your bar practice, foam rolling is also a practice. And you become better at it over time. Um, you become more adept on the roller. You get to know your body much better over time. And so I think it's, it takes time and practice and attention to really uh, make the most use out of it. Hmm. So what are some contraindications for foam rolling for people? So if a massage therapist wants to send one of their clients to a foam rolling class, but there are some particular health conditions, what are those, the ones that they should not send that client to you guys? The most common one is inflammation of the joints, spinal inflammation, bursitis. Um, those are, those are people that can still see us, but they need to talk to us about it in person so that we don't give them something that irritates their inflammation because the way that we teach the foam rolling class is safe for generally everybody, as long as it's done correctly. Also, like it is a moving class. It's a moving restoration class. So if you have, you know, um, certain acute injuries going on right now or limited mobility in joints, you need to let us know because we do like when we roll out the quads, you're basically in a forearm plank, right? So you do have to have some muscle awareness and the ability to be on your elbows for a while. So if you have any weakness in anything or an acute, any acute injuries, we can work with those things. We can still give you options, but we need to know those things before you start rolling. So you can work around them. Yeah. yeah. So what's the physiological effect that is actually occurring in the muscle when someone is foam rolling correctly? So the tissue has a lot of layers, right? And we work from the surface layer deeper. Putting pressure on an area, it's the same with massage therapy where your tissue needs some time to relax and it'll just kind of like soften and melt. But if you're not applying the pressure in a positive way, it'll stay firm. So we hope that when people are getting used to the roller and when they're really adapting to it, that their tissues actually comb out and the fibers actually soften, the fascia actually softens. And hopefully like the, the fascia will become softer, the muscle tissues and the fibers will be able to work um, more smoothly along one another, and you'll actually end up with greater mobility after the class and be able to meet the demands of your day or your next workout with a lot more ease. Do the bigger classes still have technical training? It sounds like you say that they, they, you offer tools, but is it as detailed as it would be if it was one-on-one? It has to be. I mean, with, with the way that we guide people through exercising or um, working out tension on the foam roller, it has to be really technical. We have specific directions into every position, specific things that you do there, because we have to keep it safe for everybody and level out the playing field. So forgive the question, but why would someone come to a foam rolling class when you can go and look up some of the techniques on YouTube and do it yourself? How often do you use your foam roller at home? That's a question I don't want to answer. (laughs) No, I would say I probably use it once a month. Yeah. Something like that. And it's only for my back and IT bands. Right. Yeah. There's a couple of answers for that question. Yeah. I mean, we hear a lot of times people say, oh, I have a foam roller, but I don't use it. And I think it takes a specific kind of discipline to do it yourself at home. Uh, Same people with having the yoga mat that collects dust in the corner, right? That they don't do their yoga practice at home. We uh, need community. And I know after a long day of work, we're working with people who have full lives and they want to come in and they need help. You need help and you need to see, go to a place where you're going to see your friends and you're going to do it together. So 
I just really love coming into a class and having someone who's an expert show me how to do it the best way possible. Um, so that's why I would go to a formal learning class. One, I lack the discipline to do it myself <laughs> at home. And two, when I come in, I get a break from being able, having to think. Someone else is going to tell me what to do and tell me how to do it correctly and witness me doing it so that I can make the most out of that hour and get the best um, possible experience. What are some of the places that people can foam roll that they don't realize are very accessible with a foam roller? Everywhere. <laughs> one, well, one of the most successful roles that Mags teaches and people really appreciate is we roll out our jaw. Yeah, that's like, a cool one. We what? put the roller under, lay on the roller with the, your side of your face on the roller and open and close your mouth and get as relaxed as possible. And you can start to feel tension release in your head. I do it now when I have a headache, you know. So there's places where you can roll that you never thought possible. Yeah. Mm. We're rolling the front of our shoulders down into our biceps. You know, we're rolling our rotator cuffs into our triceps, our lats, inner thighs, calves, peroneals. You can do so much on the roller that people just don't really necessarily do at home. And it's, 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 I think that a lot of people lack the confidence. Like they think that they're not doing it right or something. And so that's something that we can get in class and, you know, teach people how to actually do that stuff on their own. But the other layer of coming to class is that it's a flow. We don't just chunk the the body parts. Okay, everybody switched your quads. Okay, everybody switched your hamstrings. It's like we move through a delicious flow on the roller that strings one place to another and and we add stretching, you know, if, if we're on the quads for a while and we're on our forearms are on the ground, we're doing that forearm plank. After that, our chest needs to be opened out. So we add those things in that people necessarily wouldn't do on their own. So there are a lot of massage therapists out there who have a dream of opening up their own studio, usually for massage therapy, but it can also acquire other modalities. And you guys have done it together, which is a wonderful thing, a collaborative process. And oftentimes it takes more than one person to come together to make this happen. What are some of the things you would say in terms of advice with regards to people when coming together to collaborate to make a shared dream possible with reg- within the context of healthcare, massage therapy, self-care? In terms of partnership, know where you're lacking and where the other person can pick up. And vice versa, because you, you, it's absolutely essential to complement each other in a business venture. It's, it's like a marriage. I mean, Tam, Tam and I often say that because we signed these, these business loan papers and we're married for the next 10 years, paying off this loan, working on this business, you know, our communication has to be really, really good. And so we work at it all the time. That's the number one thing to me. Yeah. In terms of partnership. I think having mutual respect for one another and mm. a common vision mm. is really important. I, I think one of the things that not only do, do Maggie and I have that common respect, but we also wanted the same things. Yeah. We wanted, we love bar, loved it. And we know that we are passionate about being bar teachers, even though we have training in other modalities, but it's like our jam. And we also knew that we needed to have some restorative component. And so we having that common vision. And then we also have really similar taste, which led us to, like, we agree on how we just wanted the space to feel and lay out. Mm -hmm. So that really helped. And you guys mentioned that you had both this bar background, but also other modalities and other professions, other vocations. What were some of the other vocations that you guys brought into this particular project? 
Uh, I was a high school English teacher for six years, and I definitely, when I started teaching bar, it was at the same time that I was getting my teaching credentials, so I thought of that as cross-training. So it's given me a lot more um, patience, a lot more empathy. Um, it's made me hone my language and be much more clear when I communicate. I also trained in yoga as well, so that's given me a lot more education on what's happening with our nervous system, how to coach people through breathing, and also make me a much more loving and kind person when I assist people and give hands-on assists in class. Um, so all of those things um, inform how we train our instructors and how we teach class here. And my area, my area of training is massage therapy. So I'm a lot more technical. I talk a lot about anatomy and where you're moving from and what's actually happening in your body. Uh, so that's helped a lot in bar because you want to tell people why they're doing what they're doing. It's not to work off the guacamole that they ate yesterday. It's so that they can understand more about their body. So before we finish, do you guys have an answer for a question that I didn't ask? I guess I think um, a lot of times people will be like, well, I don't know if I want to do bar, but maybe I want to do foam rolling. Um, can I get benefits from foam rolling if I'm not doing your bar classes too? And I just want to invite people who do CrossFit and do yoga and do acro yoga and all the other things. And I, I just want to open up the community because foam rolling can benefit everybody. And I just think that um, there's a lot of crossover there. You don't have to subscribe to one particular modality to get the value out of foam rolling. And I just encourage folks to give it a try. Also, the, all the things you just mentioned are physical activities. Is foam rolling, it feels to me, foam rolling should be accessible to people who are not even necessarily that physically active. Yeah, that's great. It's also, I think, an entry point for people who haven't been, been exercising mm -hmm. in a long time. It still requires some strength, and mm -hmm. you, can, you can gently build it in, from a foam rolling class. Yeah, as long as you can get down on the floor, then, and you can get back up again at some point, then we can work with people who are just feeling a little timid about exercising or jumping back in. You know, it's a great way to introduce a little bit of subtle strength back into your body and a whole lot of body awareness at the same time. Yeah, we have some clients who do, or are just like that. Yeah. They come just for foam rolling and is now their exercise because they need something that's really gentle, really accessible, and keeps the moving parts moving. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I think this was Thanks, wonderful and valuable. And I hope all of my massage therapy listeners really take this opportunity to extend to their clients how good foam rolling can be. So thank Please you. Please do. <laughs> Thanks, Haley. Thanks, Haley. Right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go ahead and review it on iTunes. And if you have any questions that you had wished I had asked or topics you want me to cover in the future, please visit the website at www.housethepressure.com where you can send me an email and hopefully I can include it. Until next time, be good and be well. Be well.